0: music has a place and a purpose in all of our lives whether it's to wind you down perk you up or to allow you a few moments of escape it all adds color to our existence I, on my journey to work every morning, as you can hear, listen to music to energise me before my work day, and it's a part of my routine. And Lordy, of course, is my favourite choice. The stories behind the songs we listen to and the people behind the music are very seldom spoken of, and that's why today when we talk about Lordi's fifth album, Babes for Breakfast, we want to analyse why this album is a fulfilment of intention and what is its place in the rebirth and evolution of Lordy as a band. are listening to season two of monsters of rock the lordy story a true metal podcast production i'm your host matthew Kessy, and this is episode two babes for breakfast Lordy's fourth album, Dead Egg, as previously discussed in our last episode, was a period marked by changing perceptions of the band and by the Finnish media and public shunning the group. Something special was needed then by Lordy for their follow-up. Not necessarily something that would appease those critics, but rather an album that encapsulates everything to do with Lordy, both in terms of sound and lyrics. An album that would eventually begin a renaissance for the group. And that's where the journey of Lordy's fifth album began. That journey begins in the most unlikely of places, the home of country music, Nashville, Tennessee. Lordy, in the spring of 2010, headed to Nashville to work with legendary producer Michael Wagner, a man who produced and mixed essential rock and metal albums like Alice Cooper's Constrictor album and Metallica's Master of Puppets.
1: He was the first guy who promised to deliver what we were after okay. and he was the guy who was not ashamed to produce that kind of a sound that i wanted to have right nice. And um, he's the guy who's who actually did that you know he he fucking earned his fucking millions <laughs> of doing those fucking albums yeah. uh, you know just a few decades uh, you know before earlier so 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 um it was a fucking dream team for babes. I mean, because that was like exactly the guy that that we needed. I mean, I mean, I mean, he understood exactly what this band was made out of musically, you know, uh, uh, because he did those albums,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, you know, uh, just excluding Kiss and Twisted but I, pretty much everything else. I mean, he he, he did it, you know, yeah. and he did the sound. I mean, he did. He did. I mean, I mean, he's for God's sakes, He's the producer of Alice Cooper Constrictor album, yeah. which was my first album that had, a, had not a, 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 a that didn't have a single bad song on it. You mm-hmm. know, that was one of my life turning, changing uh, albums for me and still is. You know, so and he's the producer of that, and and that album is actually done by three three people. It's Michael, and it's uh, and it's Alice, obviously, and then the guitar player Kane Roberts. Those three guys actually made the album. Yeah. So, so I mean, I mean, you know, and then there's Kid Row, there's there's Extreme, there's there's like like fucking Ozzy. There's, there's 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 a long list of 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 these these albums that that were influencing me and many other band guys in the band. You know. He knew what he was doing with us because he knew that was his comfort zone. That was his fucking cup of tea. That's what, you know, so, so, and I was so fucking happy. And finally, we got the sound that I wanted us to have all along. And not to, and this was also an introduction to somebody who was sort of like a real producer.
0: This feeling was echoed by Eamon as well.
2: Nashville yes, time that was it was great. <laughs> it was really great. And you know, it's after that we started to think about who should be a producer and I I started to look at my albums that all my all time favors that who is the guy behind those and the Michael Wagner name came out all the time and I'm like, why don't we try that guy and
0: it just happened while lordie were recording babes for breakfast all the members of the band lived together during the recording process something which helped cohesively perfect that 80s sound that they were looking for
3: the thing that that struck me when we were in,
1: in nashville was you know they're they're clowning around a lot in a cool way like they have these inside jokes going all the time and and it's really healthy. It feels really healthy because I've been in bands before, like I've been on tours that were, you know, as a guitar player that were like tough to be on because
4: people weren't getting
1: along in the band. You know, these, these this band everybody gets along
0: pretty well. Tracy Lipp also gave me an example of one of the band's inside jokes. Unfortunately, though, the phone connection wasn't great during that part of our interview. However, he said that the band would refer to a YouTube clip of rally drivers Marcus Gronholm and Timo Rautenen, where they have to stop their circuit as the stone goes up through Timo's seat. What's going on here? Well, someone's screaming. Timo's in agony. You can see him laughing himself out of the seat. What on earth has gone on? We have to stop because it came some stone
3: or something through Timo's uh, seat. Up in the ass
2: of Timo. That's something through Timo's uh, seat. Up in the ass of Timo. Have
3: to stop it came some stone or something through the ass of, of Timo.
0: Tracy said that the group would just say up the ass of Timo in quiet times to get a laugh out of each other. And these moments, along with a platinum-selling producer in Michael Wagner and a cohesive grouping, allowed Lordy to create the ultimate Lordy album, Babes for Breakfast. Every Lordy album has key aspects or traditions which tend to carry over from previous albums. For example new costumes, modified logos, thematic references to other songs. However, there is one which we have yet to discuss and that's the traditional opening track SCG or Scartic Circle Gathering and of course I know every Lordy fan out there knows that it isn't always at the start of the album but there's always one included.
1: i mean for me it was clear that when lori puts out its first actual real album and it's gonna be a heavy metal album it's a heavy rock album it's it's a traditional 80s fucking classic rock album so all these good cool fucking albums with this style of music they have a cool fucking intro I mean, I'm talking about uh, well, the, starting with Kiss Destroyer has a cool intro. Uh, uh, some Alice albums have cool intros. There's, there's, there's. Well, King Diamond has fucking cool intros. Wasp has inside the Electric Circus intro. Twisted Sister has come out and play intro. So, so there was no question about it that 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 should there be an intro on Get Heavy. Fuck yeah, there should be, and there there was. An, and the name Arctic Circle Gathering is uh uh uh, well arctic circle of course yeah just uh, you know play words there but um i didn't think that much of it at the time it it is just an you know just to set up the mood for the album that okay it gives you the horror theme classical sounding horror movie melodies there and it's like uh, You know, so it it just set set the mood. It's like the opening credits for the movie
0: or the album. These intros, or atmospheric tracks, if you will, have been a staple of Lordi's albums ever since their debut in 2002. And since then, they've evolved with every iteration. And one voice which is affiliated the most with these these days is Ralph Ruiz.
1: Nowadays, it's already for the past few albums, it's me... And Tracy, who are thinking about it, and we are writing it together. The okay. whole idea and all, the whole concept, and, and 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 now it's funny because it has like slowly but surely it has it has come to the the whole hmm, the process of scGs is something that, that nobody else even knows what the fuck we are doing. You know. They, nice. Let us know that there's going to be an SCG But it's all, it's all me, Tracy and Ralph Who's
0: doing that You might be wondering why we are talking about SCGs now Five albums into Lordy's story But on Babes for Breakfast Ralph debuts As Dr Ruiz In the birthing scene Of Baby Lordy Okay
4: She's fully dilated Nurse, 150 milligrams of Demerol. Honey, you're doing great. What? Breathe, baby. Okay, what I need you to do is push.
0: Okay, honey, push. Push.
4: Honey. Shut up. Doing real well. I can see his head. Just one more push. Oh my god. What the hell? That came about um, same deal. I was out on the road with WWE. This was the first time they were recording in Nashville. So this was in February, between February and April of 2010. Thank God for Wikipedia because that's where I've got all the info up right now. Yeah. <laughs> so we're we're staying at this house that was rented in Nashville. Nice. And they're recording at Michael Wagner's. Um, studio, which, of course, I've been familiar with him because of his work, Metallica and, you know, a whole bunch of other bands, Alice Cooper and stuff. So we're, we're in the studio, and, um, you know, Mr. Lordy tells me the whole concept of the album, and he needed a voice for the doctor. And that was the first time he goes, would you be interested? I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? That was the first time I was involved Um, voice wise on an album
0: Okay.
4: so you know we're sitting there um, in the studio and he's like oh he's giving me the whole rundown this is what's going on Um, you know baby lordy is being born and and we need someone to play the doctor I'm like okay so I do the voice do the whole thing Um, we had the we had the, the husband who I think was Tracy Leap who has also been involved with Lordy for many years. Yeah. Uh, usually background vocals also helping with enunciation mm-hmm. of yeah. uh, Mr. Lordy's English, making sure that, you know, when he's speaking English, you know, the words fit um, the language and, you know,
0: just make sure that it's enunciated correctly. Yeah. So, So he's been involved.
4: So he did the voice of the husband, And we had a woman, which I don't remember her name, came in to do the pregnant wife. And then once that was done, I came in and I did the voice of the doctor.
0: With Babes for Breakfast fully recorded in the summer of 2010, Lori embarked on a summer festival tour across Europe. The band even debuted the first single off the album, This Is Heavy Metal, at Masters of Rock in the Czech Republic. Then, on the 10th of September that year, Babes for Breakfast was released. But while this might have seemed at the time to be a regular release schedule, that was just about to change. Robert Burns, the 18th century Scottish poet and writer, once wrote that the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry, and that saying couldn't be more fitting to this period in Lordi's history. Let me explain. On the 18th of September 2010, Lordi played a release gig in the Nosturi Club in Helsinki. This gig seen the live debut of Lordi's new costumes and also some tracks off Babes for Breakfast like Rock Police which you're listening to right now. It was during this time that Lordi were putting together the Your For Breakfast tour. However, one individual's plans would lead to a dramatic change for the group.
1: Or something, or was it even like the summer time still? I mean, he he kept calling me like like hey hey hey, you have time? And I was like, well, I'm actually in the in the uh, I'm am doing I, I'm doing groceries at the moment. So oh no 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 rush. Then okay, let's call later. Okay, and then I tried to call him, and something else happened. And then for weeks and weeks and weeks, he had something that he wanted to talk to talk to me, you know, and have a long talk. Yeah, and I. I have no idea. I'm, I'm okay, but then he all, every time when he asked that, okay, are you in a good place? I mean, are you doing anything special? I was not necessarily doing anything special, but I I remember, for example, at, uh, one time that I was at my friend's place and I was kind of bored, and I, I actually went to outside to have a smoke, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I have time, but he said, yeah, but if you're, yeah, yeah, well, let's call tomorrow, and you know, and we didn't, and then it was this one infamous fucking wednesday evening 10 o'clock in the evening he calls and i'm at my summer cabin at the cottage and he calls me up and he is like because he is very confident guy you know and and i was like this is so weird because he's like "Mm -mm," swallowing there and (laughs) and coughing and like what the fuck is going on what's going what's wrong with this guy you know like spit it out what are you what, what's the problem and then he's like um, so i don't know where to start I'm like yeah go on what, what, what's going on and he's like well and and we just remember we just released the album yeah and and we, I think we played two shows. I think we played, uh, I think we played two shows, yeah. One on the boat, like a rock cruise thing and one on the, one in uh, Nosturi in Helsinki. I think we played like two of these things, uh, you know and, and we were just waiting for the to go on tour which was yeah. about to start in two or three weeks or something like that. Okay. And, 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 and he's like, yeah, well, okay, how should I put it? <clears throat> so, okay, tomorrow? They will release the 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 new uh, uh, artist for the Finnish Eurovision, you know, uh, competition. I'm like, yeah, and he's like, yeah, and I'm like, okay, I don't follow. Yeah, and he says, yeah, and I'm like, no. <laughs> when I realize he said. Yeah, I was like, no, no, dude, no, 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 what the fuck! And this was the thing that he wanted to tell me for weeks and weeks and weeks, but he didn't have the courage okay. because I, and, you know, and his excuse, of course, was that I was not in a, in a, you know, good place, you know, to have that talk.
0: Samsa Astala, aka Kita, had long been a part of another band even before Lordy, going by the name So and later Stala and So. And it was in the summer of 2010 that Kida felt the pressure to choose between both groups, as Stala and So entered the Finnish qualifiers for Eurovision 2011, and Lordy were just about to embark on a Europe-wide tour.
3: Well, of course, it wasn't easy,
0: anyway. and
3: uh, it was, it was, and everything happened so like in, in, in like a few days. I needed to do the. Because there was Stalanzo guys who was who, who were looking at me, okay, are we doing this or are we not doing this? Yeah. And and, and then it was only me who needed to do the, the choice there. And of course I knew that if I go there they will kick me out of out from Lourdes. And then that, that was my choice. And of course afterwards, um, the whole whole situation, everything, they should have been like much like like how should I put this? Kind of like a, the way it went, it, it wasn't nice, you know, from from my point of view. Yeah. I, I, but but at the same time, I didn't have like so so much time to do the decision. I needed to do, okay. I need to do it today. So what, what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do the vision with Stalanso, or then I will forget the whole Stalanso band and stay in Lourdes. So that was basically. That, that was the choice and I need to do that in hours the decision so mm. it was pretty weird
0: and I guess that, that must have been a stressful time for you then because you had such good friends in Lordi and obviously you had friends in the other band as well and you're sort of sandwiched yeah. in between them
3: yeah that is that is true and at the same time also we had some lineup changes in Stalla Iso as well so then of course there was those members who were leaving they got angry at me as well so uh, everyone was kicking me from here and there but but that's sometimes how 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 do things go and 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 you you need to you know if 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 the punches are coming then you need to just get them yeah you you can't you can in life you can't just like be like smooth to everyone and you need to do some rough rough choices and uh, that that that's what happens.
0: Following Keita's rapid departure from Lordy, some of his relationships with the band's members changed, while others remained the same.
1: Well, as you know, well, well you know, I mean, we're re- very good friends with Kida, you so. know, ever since, Absolutely. and we, 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 uh, we sorted our ways like that night, that evening. I mean that there's there's no hard feelings. There's there's never been no hard feelings okay. between me and him. I mean we've always been friends and and but but that's not to say that it, it would apply for the rest of the rest, rest of the band or the lineup at that moment. Those two guys, guitar, and Eamon were the were the party boys. They were the they were the couple. They were the those were the the best friends within the band and within the crew. Those two guys, you know. Yeah. And so so I guess
2: Eamon felt like like betrayed
1: of what, what what
2: what he did you know so you know we served uh, hotel rooms and everything so uh we were all the time together so it was like it totally uh things changed after that so yeah of course it is it's it's crazy it's it's <laughs> it's crazy you know it's you don't want to have phone calls like that yeah so
0: yeah it's very true mm. so yeah and had you did you stay in contact with samson much after he had left no i haven't no, no. Um, that. Just... That's, that's a pity but, you know, okay.
2: so we were like, more like, I don't know, we were like, band, band uh,
0: friends, if that's the word. Okay, know, so you just like... friends because of the situation you're in. Yeah, Okay. Uh,
2: yeah, and he, was, and he was a funny guy,
0: yeah. <laughs> and he had a lot of fun and, and yeah, it was perfect, Yeah. so. With Kita thrown out of Lordy. And on his own path with Stala and so, Lordi had the daunting task of finding a new drummer with three weeks left before their European tour. That eventual new acquisition would come in the form of Otis, a drummer who would reshape the sound of Lordy. So this was this happened on Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, I think on Friday, uh, Heta, is journalist, Mm-hmm said that I would have a replacement for Kira. Really? Yeah. And he's got Tony. me. He's a great fucking drummer. You know, uh, he would be willing to do it. I said, all right. I called him. And on Monday, the next Monday, uh, 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 he was in the band. You know, that was, I mean, it, all it took was like one, one long, talk. you know, call. And I, you know, so, yeah. and I started immediately, I mean, I, I, I flew back to Helsinki. I met him. Uh, I knew his references. I, I, I knew his fucking, Backstory. you know, you know, track record, track record. I mean, it's like, okay. I mean, he's the, he's the, he's the, he's, the, he's a virtuoso and uh, not only on drums, but on, on fucking bass. And I mean, he, he's a, he was a musical mastermind. I mean, he's a, he's a, you know, he was he was he was like light years ahead of anybody else. I mean, musically as a player yeah. on any instrument than any of the Lori members, any any others. You know, mm-hmm. at that time. And yeah. so 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 it was no question about it. And and then then I met him for. The, I mean, when I physically met him for the first time, we started doing his mask. makeup which which was done by freehand because there was no time to take a mold off his head and stop sculpting and stuff because i i mean you know the time was like very tight and then yeah so yeah within what four days we had a new guy
2: was the guy who, who made us think that we can write more like We don't only have to do basic hard rock songs that we have uh, Now we have a chance to write more Sure, we will deliver like killer material like that. Of course, that's a songwriting as well, but more like a jam sessions.
1: I've written all kinds of material. Yeah. And there are there's a lot of these double kick drum songs after that. I mean from from you know after babes. There's a lot of that stuff and more technical metal stuff. It's not the thing that I invented or found that, that music at that time. It was just because and this is this is the, this is the thing because Kita couldn't play that stuff. The, the reason why those songs, those kind of songs were not selected on any of the albums were because, I mean, there was a weak link Behind the drum kit there that 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 he couldn't play that yeah and it's just a, it's just a physical fucking restriction there that you, you you how can you do this it was kind of like with magnum i mean it's it was it was like he just couldn't do it so he was more like a peter crisk style of drummer. you know he rocks and he keeps his fucking tempo and his stuff but but if you ask him to do anything like like very very uh, uh like metal style drummer it's not gonna happen he's not that kind of a guy it's the same thing that you ask Eamon to do uh, like, like like play it in a metal way and really really sharp and do a you know you know fast right hand guitar like tick, 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 tick. it's not gonna happen. He's not that kind of a guy. Yeah. You know, he's not not from that school. So so it's not 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 it's nothing to put down Kiras playing because I mean he's an awesome drummer when he plays that where, where he's when when he's in his comfort zone. But yeah, that did hold me back and in a way it did hold held back the, the the band also because the stuff that I was writing, there were already demos that I wrote and I knew that, okay, this is not going to work because I mean, uh, our drummer cannot pull it up, pull it off, you know, yeah. so yeah, so when, when Otis joined the band, fuck yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, we had to, we had to come, you know, calm him down sometimes during the shows because I mean he would do these insane fills and insane kick drum patterns there that the rest of the band we kind of like we didn't know where the song is going anymore because he was like okay. in the, in, you know just in the transition uh, in the end of a end of a end of a verse going to the pre-chorus and he would do and like weird fucking jazzy metal fields and the rest of the band we dropped like completely like on the floor like what where are we I'm, where's the one where's one two three four where's the fucking beat and he would do all these cool shit but then he would dude you have to calm down because we are not as advanced as you are we are we lose the tempo we don't understand where we are I said, okay sorry guys
0: Lordi embarked on the Europe for Breakfast tour with new drummer Otis in tow. But this touring cycle wasn't to be as long as previous ones, as in the following year in 2011, Mr Lordi was set to join a Finnish TV music contest called Koro Sota. Right. On this show, Lordy conducted, arranged and sang with a choir composed of people from his local town, Yemi. The songs that they covered included Would You Love a Monster Man, Michael Jackson's Thriller and Kiss classic I Love It Loud, along with many others. Eventually, Lordy's choir would end up finishing second in the competition, and we will hear more about this show in a future episode. As during this time, a very controversial documentary about Lori was being filmed. But we'll cover that along with this topic when the time comes.
4: loud.
0: In late 2011, with that season of Coro Soita concluded, Lordy were set to begin on a new album in the new year. But on February 15th, 2012, Mr Lordi's birthday, Lordi's best laid plans were about to be altered yet again. As it was sadly announced that Tommy Nilman, Otis, had suddenly died from an undisclosed rapid illness.
1: So it was uh, Valentine's Day when I got a call, and once again I was at at, at, at my at my, uh, at my cabin at the moment, and I was I remembered I was heating up the sauna at that moment,
4: yeah.
1: and, and 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 Otis's grandma calls me, and I knew I had this fucking weird feeling, and I I saw that she's calling, and I knew that oh this is not good. Uh, and I just spoke with 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 Otis on Saturday evening. I think this was Tuesday when when I got the call. Tuesday or Wednesday when I got the call. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and 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 what happened before was like on, my, on on Saturday evening I was writing writing new stuff and. Uh, uh, I mean, writing, writing new songs for the upcoming album. And at the same time, Otis was just finished with his, uh, or was just finishing the work on, on the Scar archives, because he was editing the, 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 uh, the fir- very first Lotus show for that. So he was doing that. So he called me on Saturday evening. He had a few friends over. And he was a bit drunk, but it was okay. I mean, it was like, yeah, yeah. yeah what you doing? Yeah, I'm working here. And yeah, well, let's call tomorrow then, you know, and, uh, talk about this uh dvd thing or whatever we were doing and you know yeah yeah so let's go sunday morning yeah okay yeah, yeah. dude have fun you know take it easy yeah sure bye all right cool and then i forgot i mean the, the, ne- the next day i mean he didn't he didn't call me and i was like well okay maybe he has a hangover probably he does you know yeah uh so so he has a hangover and, and you know i didn't think think that much of it at the same time there was another friend of mine who actually uh uh uh, they needed to they needed to loan our uh, 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 rehearsal loft, and uh, the only way was that they would call Orus and go and go and get the keys from him, you know. Yes. And on Monday I got a well, no, maybe it was already Sunday evening when I when I got a call from Professor. Well, uh, we cannot reach your drummer, that he doesn't answer. I said, ah, oh, sorry, uh, yeah, and you needed to go to the rehearsal loft, sorry. So well, you know, he was drinking last night, so it'll probably... Sorry, he's, he's he's probably sleeping. He's hangover. so yeah. you know. Uh, sorry about that. And then, uh, then on Monday, I I think on Monday there was another call also, like like they were asking that. Hey, we still cannot reach him. I said, so, well, you know, it's him, uh, that you know. Uh, so, you know. But when I got the call, when I saw that that his grandmother is calling, and I think it was Tuesday, I already knew. I already knew. I remember picked up and said, hey. And the first thing she, she said was, Konami is dead." And I said, like, "Fuck! I fucking knew it. You know, I I felt it already before I answered. Like, yeah. yeah. Now he finally did it. You know. So, well, okay. um, and I um, I I was like, I was like, and this is, you know, I'm I'm being honest here. I mean, of course, I'm sad when somebody does that. Of course, I get you know shocked and but but. I'm, I'm a selfish person, so for me, it was like, okay, well, he's done now, he's gone, yeah. he's gone, whenever some, somebody does, I mean, I mean, they don't feel no pain anymore, they don't have any, that's it for them, the game's over, but I'm still here, Yeah. so, I mean, it takes me, it, for me, it takes like one minute, to, you know, to, to come over somebody's desk, you know, for me, it's like that, it's like, okay, fuck, all right, so I, I started calling the rest of the band guys, and Amen particularly took it very hard, and and Ox too. I mean, they took it very hard. And, but Amen, Amen in particular, he took it very hard, and, and he said that he okay. So this is it. That everything is going to be cancelled, and we need to we need to clear our our calendars for a year. You know that this is this is. I mean, this is how he was coping, and this is how he copes with death. Yeah. But but I'm the complete. I'm complete opposite to that. So I said, no, okay, I let you grieve in peace. And, um, at the same time I started looking for a new drummer the very same day. Yeah. So, and it's nothing, it's not a disrespect to the guy, you know, who just passed away. But I mean, I mean, it's, I, I don't see how that's disrespectful. I mean, the guy is fucking gone. He's dead. Mm. It's like, like, how, how, how does it help anybody to, to, for me not to continue living? You know, how does it, how is it, anyway, helping anyone?
0: As Mr. Lordy said there, not everyone felt the same as him following Otis's death, as Eamon wished for the band to go on hiatus for a while. I, I didn't want to move on. <laughs> no,
2: no, I, I was like, now we need a break. And that was maybe my point when we talk about, was I tired during the day or... Was I like? Uh, was I like uh, after what? can, was it 2008? Yeah. Was I like? I'm done. Not, not, not like that. I, I still had a had super fun during the day camp, for breakfast. But maybe, maybe like then, the feeling, you know. Well, yeah. Yeah. That, that was bad. That was really bad. And I wanted to have a break. Then right there, like when he passed away. Okay. six months break right now i need it and we never had it still uh we still haven't had it so i i i wanted to be in the band but i didn't like how the things were like yeah somebody died and you guys don't stop i'm like i i I still don't get it if someone even uh wasn't so close to me because I've been knowing him by then, like, I don't know, a year or two or something. Yeah. So uh, he wasn't so close to me, but still I was, I, I think I was surprised that we didn't stop everything for, uh, for a moment.
0: Yeah. And that was a big mistake. While Otis was in the band for a little over a year, his legacy can still be felt to this day. As his heavy hitting, virtuoso style influenced Lordy's direction for the future, moving from a hard rock sound into a heavier rhythmical root. Lordy's intention after Otis's death was to get a new drummer for the summer festivals coming up. This new drummer came in the form of Jimmy the Hammer, who was solely known in Lordy as The Drummer and was given a temporary costume and name. Mm. We
1: started looking for a new
0: guy and there were
1: options and and stuff. And then Jimmy, I mean, he uh, was quite a bit older than the rest of us. And, uh, but he was drummer in, in, in legendary Finnish band uh, uh, Iron Cross in the '80s. That I was a huge huge fan of. Right. I mean, that was my favorite fucking Finnish band of all times, so and still is probably. You know, it's an awesome. So so I I kind of knew the guy, and I called him, and he said, I don't remember if he said yeah immediately but he said well within the first day at least i mean he called back yeah i mean okay, okay cool and I only i only knew him from you know being a fan of him you know so it's a, it's a bit different
0: yeah thing. I know. so
1: when he when he got into the band and stuff so so i mean he he's he's such a funny guy but once again kind of like sebastian bach okay. He's like so full of energy that uh, that well, let me put it just this way: that his energy level was something that we, the rest of us, just couldn't fucking handle. I mean, the 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 energy level is just like 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 160 all the time. So mm, as for the rest, I mean, I mean, I mean, I know that in years he's he's physically the, he was the oldest guy, but but definitely he was the. I mean, if I call myself a little kid but he really is jimmy is like a, and I, I say this in a, in a positive way he is a fucking
4: <laughs>
1: he, he's like a pre pre-teenager right. he's so much full of energy and he wants to play all the time yeah. and i mean you know he wants to be active and he talks all the time and and there's not a there's not a silent moment with him
0: unfortunately jimmy's time in the band was short lived there were plans to have him revealed as their official new drummer, and he would have been a rat or bat-like critter creature called Peto, which means beast. His short amount of time in the band came down to both his mixed chemistry with the group, and also an incident in the first gig Lordy had following Otis's passing.
1: I told him, I told him, like, like, please play it low key there's not gonna be a drum solo don't throw sticks to the audience just play and and just just be like just be there like like you're unnoticed you know just you know don't don't make a number out of yourself but he couldn't help it i mean he did everything in his power what he could do to make a very big number out of himself on stage okay and that was like that was like that was exactly what i asked you not to do and he's oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i got carried away yeah, yeah sorry so sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, I what happened again and the next show we do he does the same thing right. and he just couldn't he just couldn't you know restrain himself and it was like and after the festivals you know the, you know it, it felt like, oh my God, this is not. And 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 some some people in the band got got like already like angry at him, like not to him, at him, like 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 physically, but but behind the scenes there were like people who were, who were like the, 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 there was there was fuses you know coming out of their ears, you know they were like, oh, I'm gonna explode because I mean he just he just wouldn't behave and he just wouldn't do what he was asked to do okay I mean he, he did too much
4: you know no. <laughs> so yeah
0: Jimmy was eventually let go from Lordy due to these actions and his lack of camaraderie with other members at Simmerrock 2012, he played his final gig with the group. However, that would also prove to be the final performance of another member of Lordi. But that is for next time. But before I leave you, there's one thing to ponder. This period in Lordi's history proved to be the starting point of the band's renaissance and rejuvenation. And it's important to remember that every song and every album you listen to, whether it's in your car, your phone, your tablet, has a story behind it. And with each new album comes a step in a new direction. And Lordy's next destination was in part thanks to Otis. Monstars of Rock, The Lordy Story, is a True Metal Podcast production. The show is presented, produced, and written by Matthew Kessel. Head to True Metal Pod's social channels to keep up to date with the production.